Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Today I want us to have a conversation about the prophetic destiny of the church. And I would like to tell you that the prophetic destiny of the church is great. Greatness is the future of the church. Of all the things that exist in the world today, whether that's universities, schools, hospitals, name it, it, all the wonderful governments. People used to think that national boundaries are now fixed, no one will ever move them. We now know it's not true. <laughs> yeah. People are now fighting to keep boundaries and they are moving. A time will come and some countries will not exist. Yeah. Yeah, there was a country called Yugoslavia. Do you still hear about it? No. Countries will go. I mean, I'm talking about countries where there is no president left. That is serious. Some of you the school you went to. <laughs> Is it too early? Is it too early to start? The school you went to no longer exists. Yeah, some of you, your schools were shifted from town to the village. Yeah. Yeah. Life is in session and change is a constant. Oh yes. Yeah. Bishop Dark said something profound. He said every 50 years there are new occupants on planet earth. Every 50 years. Every 50 years. There's a completely different group having their own styles. Having their own dances. Having their own music. Having their own every... And it's like the previous people didn't exist. And while those people are, are, are occupying, eh, they think, eh, you know, every generation of preachers, including Paul, said Jesus would come when they are alive. Yeah, Jesus said that the dead in Christ, rather Paul, the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we who remain will be what? Caught up. That's what you saw your preaching. We are, we are in the we who remain. We have this idea that we are. <laughs> wow. So things are changing. But I can guarantee you, there is one thing that when you study history, Study sociology, study anthropology, study theology, and all the ologies. You'll find out that this one has a bright future. And that is the church of Jesus Christ. Yeah. The church of Jesus Christ has right future. 
Like Andrew Mack says, the future is bright. You have to squint to look at it. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, right now you may not be feeling bright yourself. Maybe before you came, you may have quarreled with your spouse. Yeah, some people still do that. Or <laughs> you, didn't, you refused to give the border border guy all the money he asked for. You had an opinion as to how much he should be paid. He had an opinion as to how much he should be paid. And by the time you walked in, you were not feeling entirely spiritual. Am I talking? Or when the offering bag came around, you checked with your wallet and it spoke to you. And it said two words, no thanks. Now, <laughs> so it's possible to be on a Friday night and you are not exactly feeling like the future is bright. But the thing I've learned in life, eh, when your stuff is not working, you attach yourself to the thing that is what? That is working. And before you know it, you are winning. Hey, yeah. That's why we drive cars. Do you know why we drive cars? We can't move as fast as them. So you just sit and be like, I'll be there in five minutes. You're seated. <laughs> it's about being in the right environment. Am I making sense? So the church, if you want to win at life, if you want to win at life, get into the church serve in the church and if God ever gives you an opportunity in this lifetime while you can still breathe plant a church there is no greater honor than serving God in the church am I making sense oh wow I have my notes, but I don't know what's happening to them. Because other things are popping up. Give me a very interesting scripture in, uh, of all books, Leviticus. Leviticus 21, from the beginning. I'll show you something. Then I'll come to my notes. Leviticus 21. Uh, can, you think you can read? It's in, Happens to be in English. <coughs> I could use some water. <coughs> and the Lord said to Moses, uh -huh, Speak to the priests, the sons of Aaron, and say to them, None shall defile himself for the dead among his people. Next verse. Except for his relatives who are nearest to him, his mother his father, his son, his daughter, and his brother. Next, also, his virgin sister, uh -huh, who has had no husband. For her, he may defile himself. Thank you. Thank, thank God it's water. <clears throat> Otherwise, he shall not defile himself. What's the next words? Being a chief man among his people. 
to profane himself. The point I'm making is not about who should handle dead bodies and who shouldn't. It is the idea that in God's mind, among the tribes of Israel, the 13 of them, because there used to be 12, then some guy called Jacob, or Israel, came and told Joseph, your sons are mine. You know some people have that much power. Eh? When they tell you your sons are mine, that's it. They are his. And so they were 13. So God had a problem. Because in his arrangement, there are supposed to be 12. There are people who, ah, this is, this is a celebration, I should know. Yeah. There are people who disturb, who can disturb the thoughts of God. Yeah, yeah. When the sons of Korah were disturbing Moses, he told God, do not accept their offering. Yeah, and God, God said, okay, now, move away from them because something is about to happen. Moses he got angry. He told God, do not accept their offering. There are people who can tell God things and he listens. So Jacob, he's like, these ones are mine. And God, I think God's like, oh no. In Revelation, they're supposed to be 12. Now they are 13. What do I do? <laughs> you, you know God had new Revelation, the book of Revelation before Jacob came around making certain pronouncements. So God decided, okay, uh, let's bring them in. I'll take out one. He took out the Levites and said he would be their inheritance. Now, these ones who served in the house, he said, he, to, he talks of them and says, see, being a chief man among his people. Oh, yeah. When you serve the Lord, eh, you in your family, in the country, in everywhere, you, you, God starts to elevate you. Yeah. yeah. But Pastor James was supposed to be a food and something, food science and technologist. Can you imagine food science for a man who doesn't eat? <laughs> Should have been so wrong. What a shock. Being a chief man. Guys, worship harvest. Do not go to your grave. I want you to suspend death right now until you have served the Lord to the degree that you feel like, okay, I can now go. Yeah, I'm not saying quit your job. All of us, we have served while doing other jobs first. Yeah, if you quit your job, you'll go hungry. Don't come to saying... Now I'm here to serve the Lord. Where is my Toyota? No, please. There is no Toyota for you. But let's get into it. Start that missional community. Grow it. Start a cohort. Become a zona pastor. Launch a location. Start a hosting center. It is the best thing you will ever do with your life. And I'm, this one I'm telling you from experience. I have had the opportunity of not being a pastor and of being a pastor. Some of you, you have had only one not being, so you don't have authority on this issue. Yeah. 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 You only know one side of your life and somehow you think it works. No, it does not. You haven't tried. 
Because Jesus opened the door for us and expanded the thing beyond the Levites. Bible says he has made he has made us kings and priests in the kingdom of our father. In other words, Jesus opened the door for all believers to become chief men. Am I making sense? But people are still tolerating around. They are not taking the opportunity. It's like, how can you be invited to this kind of promotion and you refuse? You're like, me, I only want to be an architect. No, be an architect and plant a church. Dr. Joshua Isra here was testifying. He's a vet doctor. He planted a church. Pastor Fiona is a professor. She is a pastor of the church. Pastor Paul, that whole bench has a lot of doctors and not these ones of, from Pemba. <laughs> Plants! Oh yes. You must plant a church. That's what we do in this worship service. We plant life-giving, disciple-making, community-renewing churches. That's what we do. So if you're here and you are not planning on planting a church, I don't know what you're planning on doing. Are, are, are you with me? You are, it's like you go to Barclays or is it Absa and you want to sell potatoes. No! They lend money. That's what they do there. Here we plant churches. (sighs) Being the chief man. And you know what? The way it works, there are about, if I'm generous, about only one billion real believers in Jesus. The real ones who, who, who at least feel sad when they sin. Yeah, who at least feel some sense of remorse when they've done something wrong. Those should be not be more than a billion, right? But we are 7.7 billion now on the planet. It means every six, every seven people, there is a priest for every seven people on the planet who is refusing the priesthood right now. The way it is, the reason there are few Christians is we have refused the priesthood. But the numbers are there. 7.7, if you round off, that's about 8 billion people and 1 billion who are already in Christ. That means just 1 for 7. 1 for 7. 1 for 7. And we would get the job done in a year. In a year we can get the job done, Bishop Daniel if people take on the priesthood, if people decide I will be the chief man among my people. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. That's why we are trying to plant churches. We've planted now 49. Next Sunday, Pastor Kathy is planting in Nakauka. Huh? Uh, 
Nachifuma is planting is uh, Joshua Mesiguara and uh, Joshua and, and hey and Carol. Yeah, that is here. Now you can't tell him otherwise. He's planting next Sunday. Daddy and mommy are here. They've had. <laughs> Reverend Moses and Aunt Sarah, your prayers have been answered. One of your children has entered the ministry of pastoring. The pastor said, I'll be good to see you. So, the reverse key and wrong about. So, one for. We have been trying. But you know, 50 churches are so few. In fact, God just gave us a new vision to plant 3,000 churches by 2042. Yeah. So in the next 20 years, you'll be seeing a worship harvest everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. That's the idea. And we used to be scared about these things and talking about them, but look, the rapists, the thieves, they are not scared. Yeah, can you imagine the budget they came up for Lanja's burial? Ria, just, you're thinking, are we burying a man or what? People just, someone decides on this one's burial is when I'm going to buy a plot. Yeah. I'm going to start a business with this one's burial. They have inserted things. and They are not ashamed, but we are here being ashamed of the gospel. And planting churches. No, 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 no. Hey. So, pastors, for us, we are going for 3K. I don't know about you guys. 3K. Yeah. And we figured out how it is going to get done. Every church plants one every three years. That's all. If, if every church plants one every three years, our strategy started in 2018, with 12 churches, we should have had 36 by 2021. 20, 2021 ended, we ended with 40. So we were ahead by four. So, yeah. We have Romans 1.5, Romans, Romans 1.5. Let's get into the text. Together through him, we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Through who? Through Christ. Those who are in worship service, you are familiar with the up, in, out triangle. Up from Luke 6, yeah? Jesus went, spent time with, the, with God the whole night, and then he called his disciples to himself in and then the out. They went out and ministered to the crowds. I saw it in here. Through him, him is up. We have received grace in the invitation to love and faith. And apostleship out. For obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Apostleship. The Luganda version of apostles makes it very obvious. Omutume. The sent one. Hmm? When your mother said, Asadi, 
wanyi mama genda kukaduka ondetere sabuni no munyo no buto iwe anaposo yeah you you are what sent sabuni umujo no buto sabuni some apostles here he said they came back with big G, sweet peps. <laughs> and what? And what? Big Mo. Safi, yes. Safi. What? Yeah, that's how some apostles are behaving even toward the Lord. <laughs> They've sent them to plant churches. Huh? We've re- apostleship. Now, that word, there is a, a Latin version of it. Is it Latin? No, Dr. Alex is here, so I, I can't mix up things. I think the Latin version is missio. Apostleship missio. Out of which we get the word mission. Mission. Out of that same word, we get the word missile. When you think about a missile, what do you think? High speed, focus, what is going to happen at the end of it? Impact. Impact. When you hear incoming, you duck, everyone is diving for the ditch. The thing is coming. That's you. That's you. Yeah. When they hear incoming, or whatever, Natifuma incoming, all the demons are like two for day. And you know they can't die, they can only go to hell. But am I making sense? Am I describing your life or the life you are yet to start living? Bishop Danny here is a missile. All the way from Ghana. Landed in Uganda. Started a church from scratch. Yeah. He's learning Uganda. You, you speak as if you are about to steal. But nothing. What's going on? Yeah. Pastor Alex. Missiles, missiles. Me, when I look here, here, you think you have come to church. I'm just saying, you're going, you're going to plant a church. We know. And by the way, if you don't like to leave Uganda, hmm? you like your matoke, chikomando, chapati, chili sauce, chips. Nyamachoma, chips, chapsis. Your best bet is to plant a quick alley while there are still places. No. We will not be squeezing two churches on the same street. Once we finish nearby, we'll be like, Togo. <laughs> Mali. Congo. 
so ebintu bye yune kwata katinga wacha aliochi etifo yeah take kampala before we send you to karamoja yeah because when karamoja people must go so you see the people who started early like pastor angela they enjoying life here singing wow late starters you have to go further that's how it works hey apostleship for what purpose obedience to the faith among all all nations without exception all nations look this is a prophetic destiny of the church so either you and I participate and see it or God will raise other people Oh yeah. Did you know that David wasn't God's first choice? Yeah, God's first choice was Saul. Oh yeah. But he was too important for the job. So he says he got this one who was following sheep. Eus, he calls them eels. Yeah. Ewes, for those who are struggling with God. Uh, it's a tribe. <laughs> he, yeah. The, the important people Saul was done was tall, the right height, the right stature. He was designed to fight those Goliaths. Too important for the job. Because I let me get this small boy. You know, you know what? I believe I was never God's first choice for this church. I was just a small boy that he picked somewhere and said, Let me try this one. And even now I'm very careful. Yeah, you can't start saying because now they call you apostle, you start getting a big head, you can't go through that door. God can just say, and you're gone. Yeah. It doesn't need to even use too much breath. You know, God can blow you with the air from his nostrils, not his mouth. Have you ever tried blowing as an insect using your air from the nose instead of the mouth? Instead of you go. That's how God can displace you. Look, we are all here on the mercy of God. You have one life. Make it count. Make it count. Make it count. Yeah. You'll be shocked when you get to heaven. A lot of the things that you have spent, they will not be there. It will only be the people who you reached for Christ. They will be there welcoming you if they get there before you. Yeah. All this, whatever career, this promotion, that, let's chase the career and promotion while serving God. What's the purpose? I'm not going to compromise my message even if you keep quiet and look at me like that. I'm not going to massage your disobedience. That's not my job in this church. God has called us to plant churches. We will plant churches. And for those of you who are too important, too rich, too educated, too whatever, what, don't just relax. They are coming. They are coming. They pray like graders. They fast like there is no tomorrow. They don't have your qualifications. 
They don't have your pedigree. They don't have your life experience. But their heart are after God. They are coming. You're going to see them. You are going to see them. They'll be healing the sick, raising the dead, leading thousands to Christ. And you'll still be there disturbing with your opinions. You'll be like, these are young boys. We taught them in Sunday school. And then what did you do after? Yeah. 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 They'll be sitting at the front. You'll be like, but these are our children. Yes. The anointing doesn't know age. Isaiah 2 2. Isaiah 2 2. Now, when? It shall come to pass. In the latter. Look, every day you live is the latter day. Do you think there are other latter days beyond today? No. Today is the last day of history. <laughs> Today is the last day of history. You can't be writing 2025 history. No, it's not there. Those are assumptions. Jesus can come anytime. Or even if he delays you, you can go anytime to find him. So these are the latter days. Today is the last day of history. Are you following? Wow. Today I come to preach. Uh, people are like, maybe what, what? It shall come past in the latter days, which are these ones, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established where? On the top of the mountains. Don't think Kilimanjaro, Everest, what? That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about the institutions of the world. And shall be exalted above the hills. And all nations shall flow to it. The church is the greatest institution on earth. All nations. Look at us here. From different backgrounds. We are all worshipping Jesus. There are people speaking all kinds of languages right now all over the world. Worshipping Jesus. All nations. And it says, next verse, many people, many, this is the prophetic destiny of the church. Many people, pastors, many people are coming. They shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, who will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Many people, all nations. This is the prophetic. We are not losers. We are not here making noise, consoling ourselves of, okay, life has done, but okay, at least we are going to heaven. No! We are the greatest force in the universe right now. The church of Jesus Christ. In all its shades and colors. That's why at this church, we don't abuse any church. Those who agree with us, those who don't agree with us, those who abuse us, those who think we are cult, everyone, we just bless. We even contribute financially. We bless because we know we need them. 
That church that they hate your guts, you need them. Yeah, if it fails, you'll have to fight your demons and their demons. Oh, yeah. There are people they are reaching that you can't reach. Yeah. All churches are necessary for the gospel. All nations shall flow to it. Think about it. He says, the mandate of the Lord's house shall be established where? On top. The worst demotion you can ever face is quit pastoring and go do something else. That's serious. Because you've left the thing that is on top, you have gone to something else. Do you get what I'm saying? It says on top of the mountains. They are not equal. Church and government are not equal at all. At all. Church and cultural institutions, Simanyi, what, what, I will not name them. They are not equal. How many governments do you know which have been around for 2,000 years? They are not equal. Ish. Prophetic destiny of the church is great. Great. It's like a case of. You know, like when we are young, the first time you go to town, they tell you, you bathe, you bathe three times. You, you what? You're going to town, you go with your mother to the bus station. You get into those old buses, they move so slowly, but when you are moving in it for the first time, it moves, it is so fast. And then you're seeing the telephone poles moving behind, running fast. That's like the church. You come with all your burdens, weaknesses, sins, and problems, and you join. And you just see the telephone poles moving behind like this. Some of you don't know about telephone poles. That's the church. That's the church. Friends, this is the thing. All nations shall flow to it. Shall be exalted. Wow. Can I show you something? Isaiah 60:22. You know this one. Ruth is about to start showing me my time. Uh, a little one shall become a thousand. A small one a strong nation, not a weak one. I, the Lord, will hasten it. You, one like this, having made that decision tonight, you can become a thousand. And you can become a strong nation. Yeah, that's what Jesus does in our lives. Where, where else will you ever find that opportunity? Look at your workplace. Your boss is trying to make sure you don't go up. Yeah, here we are trying to make sure you go up. Like, where else do you find such an opportunity? Can you imagine Jesus is so secure? He said that we will do greater things than him. Yeah, how often does your boss tell you that you're going to do greater things than him? Yeah. Jesus said, these ones, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? My, great, my conviction is that the most amazing, efficient churches have not even been planted yet. 
We have seen nothing yet. You wait. You wait. Yeah. We marvel at these Nigerian churches that have 500,000 members. What? You wait. You're going to see churches with millions. Yeah. They are coming. They are coming. The prophetic destiny of the church is great as I start to conclude. Daniel, Bishop Daniel, Daniel chapter 2, verse 34 to 35, the story is that Nebuchadnezzar had a, was it a dream? Yeah. And he was a complicated man. He decided, you tell me both the dream and the interpretation. Otherwise, say your last prayers. So people were saying their last prayers until Daniel came and said, no, no, no. I can tell him both the dream and the prayer. So he told him the dream. You were sleeping, you had this dream, there was a statue, gold, silver, bronze, iron, and then iron and clay. And then he gave him the interpretation that there would be different kingdoms that would come. And when you read Daniel, you find out that the kingdoms were, actually he told him that the statue of God would be his kingdom, which is the, the Babylonian empire. Afterwards will come silver, which was the Pedo, Medo, yeah, Persian and Median empire. Cyrus and who? Darius. Remember those guys? Afterwards would be bronze, the Greek empire. If you read later, they were they, they were like a leopard in the imagery. Very fast. Alexander the Great. And then afterwards will come the, the empire of iron and clay. Ro- iron and then iron and clay. Roman Empire started as a republic and then broke up into those enclaves. And he says, in the days of these kings, the God of heaven huh, will establish we will get there. But that's what it is. In the days of these kings, which ones? The Roman kings. The God of heaven. That's how Jesus came in that, in that time, during the Roman Empire. But he's still telling him the dream and he says, you watched while a stone was cut out without hands which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Next verse. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. And the stone, mm, the stone, the stone that struck, the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. One hundred twenty people in the upper room have become two billion now. Oh yeah, that's called growth. If you don't count calculate between one hundred twenty and two billion, because some people's idea is the devil is going to beat us until we are in a corner and then we will be suddenly rescued. No, 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 no. You're not reading the right Bible, my friend. 
If the people in the upper room read it like that, they would have stayed there and cowered. Maybe they read it like that, that's why they cowered until the persecution came and they had to go. We will not wait for persecution. We are going to, to go. Amen. Daniel 2.44. I told you I'm finishing. And in the days of these kings, huh? are you reading? The God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. Where, where is the Babylonian Empire today? Where is the Greek Empire today? Where is the Roman Empire today? Where is the Medo Persian Empire today? Where is the British Empire today? Oh, yeah. But they, they used to say that the sun doesn't set on the British Empire. They've been now squeezed back to one island. The church keeps going. I pity those who fight the church. Daniel 7, 13 to 14, I'm finishing. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the son of man. Are you reading? Some stuff you have to read it for yourself to believe it. Coming with the clouds of heaven, he came to the ancient of days, uh-huh, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. And this kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. Hallelujah. Daniel 7, 27. Then the kingdom and dominion, further down the same text, then the kingdom and dominion, what does he say? And the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints. Ah, 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 ah. The kingdom shall be given to who? The saints of the most. Are there any saints here? Paris says to the saints at Corinth, the saints were at Lucida. Hey, the saints at Impiji. The saints at Kabalakala, the saints at Nakawa, the saints at Nigeria, the saints. Hey! Yeah. What, what have they received? You see, the problem is people have postponed this thing. They think it is for later. <laughs> Don't think it's for later. Yeah, it's for now. It's for now. <laughs> it's for now. Now, now, now. It's for now. Look what he says in, in, uh, in Daniel 7... 18. 7.18. 18 as we close. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. What is the one word that featured in Jesus' summons more than any other word. 
kingdom. The kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God. You think he was telling about us about the future? No, he was telling us about the present in which he lived because he brought the kingdom. The king of kings came. Ah, my friends, my friends, don't throw away your valuable life pursuing other things. Do not look. You, you think it's, church is for just sufferers. No, we, we are not suffering. Look, even people who don't plant churches suffer. Yeah, I think they suffer more. Because they are suffering for perishable things. For us, when we suffer, we suffer for an imperishable crown. Hallelujah. Do not throw away your one opportunity. Do not throw away your one opportunity. Let's stand and pray. Just stand and pray in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We are closing. Let's stand and pray in the spirit. We bless you, Jesus. We honor you. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you. The opportunity to love you, the opportunity to lead others to you, to disciple others for you, to point them towards you, to give them an opportunity to know you. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, come on, let's pray. Spend some little time praying. We are closing. Thank Jesus, thank Jesus. Thank Jesus. Oh, Father for this opportunity thank you for 16 years of worship others, people trying to fulfill thank you that you have loved us and called us to yourself and that you call us to go to others, others, others those who are perishing without knowing you those who are struggling without friends those who are lonely those who are in pain those who have received medical reports that have no solution apart from you, you're calling us, you're sending us, you're, you're compelling us to go to them. So even as we celebrate, even as we give thanks, we open our hearts to you. We say, Lord, we will go. We will go. Amen. 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 I know this is a great celebration of great, wonderful Christian people. But if you are here tonight and you've never given your life to Jesus, that's the first step. 
How can you serve a person that you don't know? So I want to give you the opportunity. Most people here have made that decision already. If you're there, and I know you're watching me online, many of you, I just want you to put your hand up and say, I want to get saved. I want to get born again. I want to walk with Jesus. If you're there. You're there. And you're there. I need to see your hand. You put it up straight. Everyone is praying, so they are minding their business. You can mind yours. Where is that hand? Did I miss it? All right, thank you. I see that hand. Someone else? Someone else? You're like, tonight, 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 tonight! Look, God wants to make your life great. God told Abraham, I will make your name great. I think God wants to make people's names great here. And you don't have to do it yourself. He will do it himself. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. Someone else? Anyone else? You're like, tonight... I'm going to follow Jesus. Is there a hand somewhere else? Why don't we do this as we close? Can, can I have those people who are, who are putting their hands up? Come, come, come just come with, come to the front. You're giving your life to Jesus. There are more people. There are more people. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. More people. I give myself Check with your neighbor in case they want you to escort them. Just check with them. I give myself away. It'd be like it was at the anniversary of worship purpose that I go, I gave my life to Jesus. Oh, I give myself away. Anybody else? Anybody else? So you can use me. My sister, we welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. These are the boldest people in this room tonight. I need more bold people. I need people who say, I'm not ashamed of Jesus. More bold people, more bold people. Just come, just come. I'm waiting for you. Anybody else? Check with your neighbor, please. Don't, don't make assumptions. We are closing. Check with your neighbor. I gave myself away. Amen. My brothers and sisters, this is Pastor Jeremy right here. He's going to go with you over there. He will lead you in a prayer of faith. And tonight, we believe that you have received Christ. Hey, that's when I'm about to end. Some more people are coming. Bold people are coming. Come on now. Can we celebrate these bold people? Come on. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for giving your life to Jesus. Welcome, welcome. I gave myself away. Welcome, welcome. Best decision of your life. So you can use me. Now there are 
quite a number will not will pray. Can we pray together, including those online? Pray after me. Yeah? Say, Lord Jesus, tonight I give my life to you. Take my life and do something significant with it. Do something great with it. Forgive me my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and enable me to walk this new life with you. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I want you to go with Pastor Steve. Pastor Steve. Awesome. Wow. Wow. Now, I've been telling you we are finishing. We are still finishing. What was the message? The prophetic destiny of the church is great. There are people here, you've made up your mind tonight that you are going to plant a church. Okay? Come, come now, come. I want my church planters to come. Yeah, there are those who already decided you are even on a certain WhatsApp group. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about new decisions. It has occurred to you that this is the best thing you can do with your life to plant a church. Come on now. Thank you, my sister. Come, come, come. Come now, come quickly. Yeah. We are going to plant churches. Thousands of churches. Thousands of churches. Thousands of churches requires thousands of church planters. Welcome, my brother. Hey, this is serious. Come on, people are coming. People are coming. Churches, they shall be big, they shall take territory, you shall be men and women of renown. Thank you, Father, for your children as they step forth in faith. Anoint them mightily, give them wisdom, extraordinary wisdom. Your word says that through wisdom a house is built that they will 
build the house of God by wisdom. Wherever they go, to whichever country, to whichever district, to whichever city, we give them cities now, 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 now. Let them step in cities and may cities, principalities and powers bow down to the authority now that they carry in the name of Jesus. We bless them. The same way you blessed Isaac blessed Jacob and said, may God bless you. May he make you a great assembly of peoples. We bless them. We bless them. The same way Rebecca was blessed and said, may you become a mother of tens of, thou- of, of thousands of thousands. May that be their destiny, that out of their obedience there will be thousands and out of those thousands there will be other thousands and other thousands. For the earth shall be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Now friends, I want you to go over here to Pastor Chris and Pastor Paul. We are going to take your numbers. We are going to start a journey. And before you know it, you'll be planting a double mega multiple church. Can we? Hey! Let's celebrate. All right. We are ready to close. I think we have had a good time, haven't we? Has it not been a wonderful time in the Lord? You wait. You, you wait. You're going to see churches. Eh? Now, please bring the cake. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.